welcome back to Go Team Video, the podcast where the AMPM video team watches a movie and then we talk about it along with everything else that's going on. I'm Michael Sadler. I'm joined by Daily Singleton and Abigail Johnson. And this is episode 29. 10 things I hate about you. Can you believe we're at almost at 30? Yeah. No, I can't believe it. It's, it's crazy. Uh, it's gone by fast. 30 flirty and thriving. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what they say. I don't know. I feel like we're getting close to needing to do something big for like, or not big, but like kind of like a celebratory episode that's not a normal episode or something like that. Yeah. Let's do like a four hour movie. A four hour. I've meant more of just we just talk for two hours instead of watch a movie. But uh, or I think it'd be cool to do a live show sometime in the next couple months, uh, maybe during the fester. Something I was thinking about today. That could be fun. Um, maybe. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like the fester seems like an appropriate place to have our first live show. Um, we would have an inherent interest in the audience, like the audience would probably have an inherent interest because you are also a host of the Fester. And yeah, I feel like that should be maybe more of a standalone because Fester is just sort of, it's really hard to, to, to demand people's attention if they're there to see live music. That's a good point. Uh, so to mix that in is a little difficult. I think uh, having a show dedicated to it we could have maybe one band at the end of the evening. Yeah. Um, I think that could work. Mouthful yeah. is definitely a good venue for it. I definitely would like to do the idea of having a band play after the, the show, our, our live show that I think that's super cool. Yeah. yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. I like that a lot. Uh, yeah. Um, another thing that was fun was watching 10 things I hate about you. For sure. Ha- I haven't it? seen that film in a while. Was it fun? It was fun. Okay. okay. I feel like I've seen it a hundred times in the past two years. Really? Okay. <laughs> like, I've... not not a hundred, but I, like, I feel like when a few months has passed by, we'll kind of throw it on just to watch sometimes. I, Abby, I say you just run with that and let's hear your first impressions. Um... I mean, it's like pretty cheesy and, you know, ultimately an okay movie, but I think it's just kind of fun to watch. And plus, I really loved Heath Ledger. Yeah. Um, I remember one time I um, got all my wisdom teeth removed. And (laughs) when I was waking up hallucinating, I like I looked at my doctor and it was Heath Ledger. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I I was in such shock. I was like so... (laughs) like confused and mesmerized and I was like what is going on um and then I like I feel like I was one of those um patients that just like talked a lot and I thought I was saying like really good things and mm-hmm. in reality I'm just kind of like because yeah. like my is, mouth is swollen yeah. and it's kind of the worst time to continuously talk yeah I felt like <laughs> Nobody could understand me, and I, like, realized that, too. So when I got home, I, like, typed my college admissions essay (laughs) and submitted it. (laughs) (laughs) But um, back to the movie. You got in. Worked out for you. I did. I actually did. (laughs) I did pretty well. I don't have a lot of debt. I got some scholarships from it. (laughs) 
Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This is kind of a classic, like rom com to me. Like, um, I it is just so predictable. I know, like, every scene pretty much. Like, I know it's gonna happen next, but, um, I don't know. I remember the first time I watched it, even I thought it was like pretty, pretty fun. You know, something. I was I was probably in high school too, so it was like yeah. Yeah. Nice timing. I definitely did yeah. not watch this in 1999 or like yeah. anywhere near that. No, I was like, you know, at least 15 years old when I saw it. Yeah. I for sure saw it around when it came out. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's hear it, Michael. Let's hear your first. Um, yeah, I liked it at the time. Um, also, I read uh, Taming of the Shrew in high school, which it's based upon. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. this is a straight uh, adaptation from Shakespeare's Taming the Shrew. That's probably why it feels so weird. Yeah. Or like, it, you know, it doesn't, it feels like. I would say, yeah, it probably has a, a certain stilt to it because yeah. of that. Uh, plus, Shakespeare does feature prominently in the film. That's a good, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's, that's, yeah. A, that's, ba- um, that's my bad for not knowing Shakespeare. <laughs> Well, I just uh, I read a lot of Shakespeare in high school. Uh, I was really into theater at the time and, and plays in general. And uh, yeah, uh, I remember reading that, and then I was sort of tickled by this modern adaptation of of that. Um, and yeah, I mean, at, you know, I was a child. I was I was probably sixteen or seventeen when this movie came out, or when I saw it anyway, and. I uh, I really liked Heath Ledger, seeing him in this role. This is his first like big American film, and I, uh, of course, loved Julia Stiles and uh, mm-hmm. Alex Mack. I cannot remember the actress's name. Saved my life. Is uh, that Bianca? Yeah, yeah. She plays Alex Mack. You you watched that television show, The Secret World of Alex Mack? No, no. Uh, what channel it's was this it on? like Nickelodeon, I think, and. Mm. It's about this teenage girl who like has this ability to turn in like turn into like uh, you ever see those Capri Sun commercials where like yeah. the liquid is all like uh, you know uh, iridescent and kind of like liquid metal looking. Yeah, she yeah, can turn into that. Oh yeah, and, and do funky stuff. The logo looks really familiar. Yeah. What year was so it? So I was a fan of her as well. I didn't really know wow. Joseph Gordon-Levitt Four yet. Years. Um, but yeah, it was, it, to me, it was, it was very charming at the time. It was like fresh and, and funky and yeah, uh, romantic, which I was probably way more romantic when I was a teenager. Uh, Larissa Olenek. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Is that actor's name? Um, so yeah, I, you know, I was the right audience and I, I knew some of the actors and I had read the play, so I was kind of the right audience for it mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And yeah, I liked it. And I pr- probably haven't seen it since then. Wow. Or at least like maybe a few years after that, I watched it. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's been a while. It's been a long time. So how do you feel like coming back to it? Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's like it's so 1999. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't really hold up in a lot of ways, but it does in other ways. It's 
it was a little bit more uh, slightly edgier than I thought. I, I was kind of expecting to go back and see something very like childish and kind of uh, shallow, but it does have some moments where, you know, it's silly. Like it's the thing where all, all these high school students are more precocious and aware of their environment and world than any high school student actually is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It doesn't feel like <laughs> high school. That's, I mean, now it makes right, more sense right. to me now hearing that it's an adaptation of, of Taming of the Shrew. Like I get why it feels so out of place, you know, like it just like, yeah. like this isn't how high school operates. Like everything feels cartoony, like cartoonish or like played up to a level of like exaggeration. Yeah. yeah. Um, Definitely. Yeah. But, you know, the, yeah, it's the escape of it is, as well. It's like it's what it's what you as a teenager kind of wish that it could be, you know, in a certain sense, like this high drama and romance and mm -hmm. and romanticism and, um, you know, that that the feeling of something of anything mean actually meaning something and right. not just feeling like it does. That's a that's a, that's yeah. a good way to put it. Um so yeah, I this I've seen this movie maybe three times. This is may, like my third time probably, uh, mm -hmm. and it doesn't hold my interest that well. Uh, I definitely fell asleep watching it and had to finish it after I, you know, after the first half or so. Um, and yeah, I just I just don't love the characters that much. Uh, I but it, it now I'm recontextualizing it all, knowing that it's a Shakespeare adaptation. It makes a lot more sense. Uh, mm -hmm. So I get it now more uh, why it feels so much like a like this, like a play, I guess, you know, like a. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it is certainly a little more theatrical than for sure. Yeah, theatrical. Know, a, a high yeah. school rom com. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I also never really been into that style of writing and structure for a piece of fiction. Um, so I do have some sort of bias to that. Uh, but um, I think some of the performances are really strong. I think Bianca and Julia, uh, Julia Stiles, right? Yeah, cat, cat. Yeah, cat. That's right. Um, those two characters are are fun to watch at times, and also very frustrating. Their dynamic is very frustrating. Uh, I found a lot of it just frustrating. Like, why are y'all acting like this? Like, not just not just the two of them, but like er how everyone treats them. So it's like, why is this? And I get it now. Is like it's even more out of place than the '90s are from now. You know what I mean? Uh, because mm. it's based on something even older. Uh, so I find a lot of the dynamics and relationships just frustrating because it's like, why are we still like normalizing this stuff? You know, and I get it. It was 22 years or 23 years ago when this movie came out. But uh, mm. it's just like, I think some of it's dated and like it doesn't hold up the right. For sure. Uh, I don't find Heath Ledger that charming because you literally oh, wow. the whole time, you know, he's getting paid to emotionally manipulate this person. Well, so how can you, you like this? No, because you get you get the through line of his uh, his earnestness coming through, like his genuineness coming through because he starts to really like her. Well, yeah, I guess it's it's someone turning from like a dirt bag into not a dirt bag, but 
Well, yeah, he's a bit of a shallow dirtbag, and then yeah. he kind of falls for her and is kind of changed by her a little bit. I, I do and like. He tries to deny the money at one point too. He, I mean, after he's done it several times, but uh, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah I, I mean, he's learned a lesson. You know, I, I like where I also it ends got... up. That's all I'll say. Yeah. I yeah. like where it ends up. Yeah, I, I find him incredibly charming. That he but... was. Yeah, I felt like he was also spending the money on her, like. Um, I don't think he made that decision until later in the movie. Um, there's definitely the first half of it. He is just doing it for the money and, and slowly. And also it's just like everyone just, I mean, I get it It is. I'm guessing cats, the shrew in taming of the shrew. Yeah. So it's like, and it's just like, I hate that the, that, uh, stereotype that's put upon women for like the, the being quote unquote shrewd or like difficult or whatever. And it's just kind of frustrating to watch, but, uh, and so many, well, uh, there's an interesting part of like comments, a lot of menstruation stuff. I mean, it's definitely dated in that way, but you know, it's, it's an interesting dynamic because it is like both, uh, it is both promoting feminism and poking fun at it at the same time. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because you get the idea that she does have this agency and there's a reason to be the way that she is. And there's also a reason for her to, uh, to lighten up a little bit. Yeah. So it's not like the best message ever, but it's like, it does kind of ride the line slightly. Yeah. Um, It's, I mean, that's probably, that point is illustrated probably best in the, in the classroom with the teacher. And when she's like complaining about the, the reading list, you know, like, or commenting about the reading list and the teacher's like, well, there's no black writers on this list either. And the teacher's a black man. So it's like, I, that it probably illustrates it in my opinion, the best in the movie in a way that is like dynamic and like, it's like, oh, the every, like, like all these criticisms have a flaw, you know what I mean? But like, uh, yeah. um, other than that moment, I don't think it handles it that new in a very nuanced way. Um, it definitely doesn't handle it in a nuanced no. way for sure. Uh, uh, one thing I'll say, and, and, and we will obviously get to it, but I really loved, uh, the club that he goes to, to sort of pick her up. She's seeing like a band there and it's just women at this like punk rock club. And it's mm-hmm. like. Uh, that was a really cool thing to see. It's just like, this is just a chill, fun place for, uh, for fems to hang out. It looked cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that band that's playing, I'm sure you'll make a comment about that in the, in the fun fact section, but uh, no, I, I, uh, I don't know. Letters to Cleo, I think is the name of that band. Hmm. Yeah. Letters to Cleo is a rock band. Uh, they're the band. It, in every scene that there's they're a like band. Prom, they're yeah. at prom and they're on the, yeah. on the, on the roof, roof at the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's cool. They're a cool band. Uh, yeah, they were cool. I have no idea who they are, but they were cool. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, like they're somebody who didn't make it through for me. That's like, Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. As a band that I grew up with or anything. I, I don't remember. I don't know. I, I don't think the, the soundtrack is very strong in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, but yeah, that's my first impression. Uh, I had an okay time watching it. Didn't, cool. didn't enjoy it's, it that much, it's, but yeah, it's an, it's an okay movie. You know, mm-hmm. I just like watching it cause it's kind of stupid in a lot of ways and, yeah. you know, um, and silly and, you know, dramatic, you know, I, dramatic. I, I, I love something that's nice and dramatic. <laughs> 
sometimes you want something familiar and and that doesn't uh, work your brain you yeah. Know? yeah 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 you don't I, you don't really need to be that available for it it's just there and it's like it's <laughs> exactly one of those comfort movies i get that uh, I feel like also many times I have watched it right before bed and like fallen asleep to mm-hmm, it. So sure. it's like, you know, it it is something that could put you to sleep also. <laughs> yeah, I I did that. I used to do that with Blade Runner. Uh, wow. I've seen it a bunch of times and it's just like such a kind of quiet, like nuanced, atmospheric movie. And mm-hmm. I always just end up watching mm-hmm. the whole thing. <laughs> I have to need a new sleep movie. Yeah, I do. I need to. I need a different one. Yeah, because I missed the point. Really good. There's this really good nature doc on Netflix. It's like narrated by. Maybe it's not on Netflix. Maybe it is. But it's like narrated by Obama. Yeah, Mm. I saw that one. Yeah, I haven't watched it. I saw the saw the ad. That sounds cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool actually. Like I feel like that is something i've tried to fall asleep to and then like end up like <laughs> whoa <laughs> yeah yeah i always fall asleep to like sitcoms or things where there's just people having conversations constantly mm-hmm. that i can tune out because for some reason conversations are the thing that like i can tune out everything else in my head if i have a conversation to focus on mm. yeah, yeah i feel that that's why i like podcasts yeah, I, so much if I still yeah. uh, really did smoke weed, I would like like a nature documentary would be the way to go. I used to love to do that. Mm. Yeah. Just like yeah, get I, baked and put on some planet Earth would be awesome. I'm an actor. Right. I see. When I get baked, I like to do do shit. So I like I like to. For have the most part, stuff, I do. But yeah. I like well, even that. Like I just get really into it. It's yeah, not like yeah, very yeah. passive. It's just like fuck. You're so focused on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good 420 really like activity. The Birds of Paradise one. That's oh, on Netflix. man, that one's that so one's good. Incredible. I was just going to mention that one. That one's super cool. Yeah. I try to show and like, that to also everybody. Not, it's also not super long. No, no. Yeah, it's an hour. And yeah, yeah the, all the dances are so cool. The thing that tripped me out the, the most was the bird that can make, that can mimic like sounds. And yeah. one of the sounds it can mimic is like children playing. Yeah, wow. I thought that was crazy. Fucked me up. <laughs> that and like there was like a pig that came at it, so it was like yeah, barking yeah. like a dog, and I was yeah. like, oh my god, That's right, and right. like scared yeah. the and pig off, off. And I was yeah. like, it was I love trippy, oh my god, fucking trippy. I like the one that uh, like cleans up its stage before mm-hmm. it does its dance. You know. It like mm-hmm. cleans up this whole area and then does its dance. I, I thought that was really cool. And some yeah, of the dances they, are just so beautiful. Oh yeah, and they and make funny. like sculptures. Yeah, and, like crazy, crazy sculptures. Like, like these pyres wild. and yeah, all these mm-hmm. like the one with the circle in it. It's just like beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Birds are cool, man. They Birds are. Birds are really cool. Uh, yesterday I was cleaning up, and you may you may have seen this on Instagram, but. Um, I was cleaning up in the backyard. There's some stuff that needed to get hauled away, and uh, Zach noticed this like enormous lizard. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I picked it up, yeah. and it was like the biggest lizard I've seen in Tennessee ever. Like, ever. like wild lizard, huge. It yeah. was pretty big. I feel like I just see them like at the lake or something, and they're just like itty bitty. Mm. Was so it was. It was I mean, normally one. you can't even get to them fast enough to pick it up. So it was like it was just kind of standing there and like didn't quite know what to do 
So just hurry it up and like basically what you want to do is like you have to be really gentle and really careful, but you just get like a stick or something and go behind its head and kind of hold it there and it just freezes and then you can pick it up. Right. Like a snake, right? Kind of a similar principle with snakes. Yeah. yeah, But you have to be way, way more careful. Yeah. Lizards don't have teeth that could really do anything to you. If they do, they're on kind of like such a micro level that it's where like you know chewing up insects or whatever but right yeah um yeah fragile, to be, don't don't do that at home don't pick up anything at home don't <laughs> don't careful Michael. picking up your dog at home look at look, oh at, the, look at this oh. ax, it's an axolotl <laughs> yeah, squishmallow. Squishmallow. that's oh so cool it's like fucking axolotl. i love that i saw that the other day and thought of you I'm yeah. telling you, they they have them for sale at um, Aquatic Critter. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go there. I keep forgetting to go there. <laughs> yeah, that's just a to fun at least place. visit with one. I've never seen one like in in life in real life. We should go to the dab bar one. and then go to Aquatic. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a sign on their door. It's like, "Do not come in here smelling like marijuana." There's yeah. live animals in here. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, yeah, let's get back on track for a second. Let's let's get. So back what to were you gonna say? I mean, no, no. I was gonna say I see them all the time. I have to go buy my rats there for uh, for this guy. Yeah, <laughs> Willoughby. Yeah, Willoughby. Which, um, you know, I didn't have Willoughby originally. He was given to me, and his name was given to him. It's like a character from um. What is the book? Oh my god. Um I need to look this up really quick. But it like Oh, it's like a Jane Austen book. Pride and Prejudice? No, not that um, one. Um Wuthering like Heights. The, no, I is think it's her? possibly Sense and Sensibility. Ah. Yeah, I think I think maybe. Um, I don't know. It's a fun fact, but um, do you have fun facts, Michael? I do, but I think I want to let Daily uh, hit the numbers first. I'm gonna, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. play them numbers. I'm gonna go stand in line and That's take way right. too long at the gas station to make oh, everyone man, I'm wait. Into, I'm meant to do that today. Yeah, to be the person making people wait in line. Mm-hmm. I have uh, a lot of getting up there. <laughs> Uh, so back to the movie, 10 things I hate about you, mm-hmm. um, directed by Jill Junger, I believe, uh, written by Karen McCullough and Kristen Smith, uh, Gil, Gil Junger, Gil Junger, Gil mm-hmm. Junger. Yes. Uh, like the money in Final Fantasy, Gil, uh, Cinematography by Mike Irwin. Release date is March 31st, 1999. It has a runtime of 97 minutes. Nice, cool, crisp nice, 97. Cool, crisp. I still fell asleep. Uh, the budget was $13 million and the box office, hmm. $60.4 million. Wow, that's a good wow. that's a success. Opening weekend, it made 18, or, sorry, $8 million. Uh, Damn. Let's see here. Uh, it opened in 2,271 theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, and just just for reference, like uh, like Napoleon Dynamite, like that that first 
there was like it was like it only got up to around 2000 at the peak of its thing it opened to like right. way less uh um and it, to adjust for inflation yeah the the budget uh, the the domestic box office is around 68 million um let's see what it had international uh oh 22 million international all time it's pretty good yeah so pretty successful domestically and internationally uh I, this is a a fact not a fun fact but uh heath ledger's accent creeps through constantly in this movie uh, well he does at some point in the films she's like what about the accent oh, and he really? says I'm, i was from mm-hmm. I'm, I'm from australia oh, uh, okay. and i lived there until i was 10 all right all right well then they make good on that then <laughs> I totally missed that. Uh, so the script for the film was fin- uh, finalized in November of 97. Uh, most of the films were uh, filmed on location at Stadium High School. Um, in- yeah, all of the yeah. sets were actual locations. There no, there were no like uh, s- sound stages or anything like that. Yeah, the even though some scenes look like green screen because they're like so flat for some reason, but like the, there's like yeah. no depth in it because everything's in yeah. focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when they're on the deck, like when she's like talking to her dad on the deck and he's working out, like the background yeah. looks green yeah. screen because it's everything is like infinite focus. I was just thinking that, yeah. like this past time when I watched it, I was like trying to look for moments where there was like maybe some green screen and like i mean obviously when they're driving probably like interior car shot like maybe. well that's probably i think that's the old uh, drag the car behind a yeah. truck kind of thing well there's the yeah. boat one when they're in the boat and they're paddling and the boat is obviously not moving like the boat that it's or whatever it's attached to isn't even moving it's like mm-hmm. they're just pedaling in the way and they're not they're obviously they're not just going in through the water. water they're just waiting yeah. out in the water yeah uh, the review aggregator Rotten Tomatoes uh, holds a rating for this film at about 70% uh, with an average rating of 6.2. Um, this movie was breakthrough roles for stars like Styles, Ledger, and, and, and Gordon Levitt. Um, they Styles and Gordon Levitt and Olenek all received a Young Star Award and nomination nominations for Best Actor slash Actress in a Comedy Film at the at the Teen Choice Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's see, Most Promising Actress for her roles, Kat Safford at the MTV Movie Awards. Or yeah, Breakthrough Female Performance at the MTV Movie Awards. Um. Ledger was nominated for best musical performance for Can't Take My Eyes Off You, which I thought was like, like that was not a good performance in my opinion. Uh, I mean, no, he, I, I don't fine, think he's, but a, it doesn't deserve nominated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how I feel. Like yeah. he's not a singer by any right. means. It was fun and theatrical, but like I don't know about like award winning like that. That's dumb. Like, this is very silly. It's really interesting to me. It's like this is his first American film, right? So, who the hell knew to put him in this movie? Like, right? Because this part was—I'll uh, get to it in the trivia—but this part was like uh, possibly going to some other heavy-hitting like male leads at the time. Somebody was just like, "This kid's gonna be a star," and then they just <laughs> like, stuck him in this movie, and he just was a big star. It's like. 
Damn. I mean, it's. I mean, wow. now there's so much stuff that's made in Australia, and like Australia has like a huge like yeah yeah film uh, like definitely uh, market there. I think they have a big film credit, like we talked about uh, with the Matrix and how they filmed it there, mm-hmm. and how essentially that basically that is that essentially doubled the budget for them. That's awesome. I love yeah, that. Yeah, that is really cool. But yeah, a lot, that's probably why a lot of things have gone that way. It's the same with Atlanta becoming a hub for, you know, a lot of production. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just a lot cheaper there um, to film than, than Los Angeles. It was the same with uh, New Mexico for a while. They had a huge tax credit for filmmaking. Um, hmm. That's cool. I, I love that there can be ways for like, like inadvertent ways for because it benefits the state and like yeah. the local like municipalities and whatnot and then also art gets to be made you know right so and that's cool. you know you find an efficient way to do your film and your production budget goes a lot further mm-hmm. um i think yeah i think that's just a win-win all the way around Definitely. Yeah. But that's all I got for, for for the hard facts. Michael, you got any fun facts? Well, uh, first thing I'll say is uh, that them boys, uh, Joe Gore and Joe Gore and uh, <laughs> Al Gore's nephew, Joe Gore, uh, <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt and uh, who did, at, the, at the time was starring on uh Third Rock from the Sun. One of the most underrated sitcoms. Uh, and Heath Ledger both went on to be in the Nolan, the huge Nolan blockbuster Batman series, Dark Knight stuff. Uh, a lot of memes about them going to high school together. and, and Oh, shit. Like, oh. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Damn. That's so funny. Because JGL is like Robin, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, the fans like to have fun. Yeah. Also, I feel like uh, people do not like him as Robin. Well, he doesn't really do anything as Robin, and yeah. Robin's sort of uh, the code name for the character. Right, right. So in the comic books, it's Dick Grayson. Yeah. And uh, and a lot of other people have taken up the mantle as Robin, too, but none of them were named Robin. That's just dumb. Oh, that's, really? It's really stupid, yeah. Except for, like, in the Tim Burton Batman, right? Batman and Robin? Or is that Tim? Burton? No, Dick Grayson. It was still Dick Grayson in there. Uh, well, it was Joel Sch- Joel Schumacher after. By the, the time Dick- I got to Robin, it was Joel, Joel Schumacher. Schumacher. Okay. But his name's Dick Grayson. That's the character's name in He's the movie. Robin. Like they is... call him Dick in the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I just don't, the I don't flying Graysons uh, were oh, like acrobat performers. Yeah. Okay, his that's died. Yeah. And. Yep. Uh, and Robin was sort of like their moniker or their emblem or what, what have you. Anyway, oh. this is not about Batman. Um, can be. So, smoke them if you got them. Uh, <laughs> the scene in which Cat reads. Michael lit a cigarette, everyone, for the audio listeners. <laughs> yeah, well, it could have, it could have been a joint. Could have been. My goodness. Uh, the scene in which Cat reads the Ten Things poem was the first and only take, according to the DVD extras. Cat's uh, tears towards the end of the poem were real and not planned. Wow. So, some real acting there. 
Okay. There is some real acting um, in this movie. I will, I will give it that. Yeah. Also really like Except William. For Larry Miller. I don't know. I like William. What's more. that? William? JGL's friend in the movie that like. Oh, Mike. 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 Yeah. Is it not William? Oh, right, he, the, he signs the note William S, but it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the, the dress is he's, from Mike. They're doing a little bit of cosplay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like, he's so sweet. Shakespearean. Like, he's the only he's one who's sweet. not creepy. <laughs> He's like, sweet. He's like, well, I mean, I he's in he on the scheme moment. too. He's in on the scheme, but I'm yeah. trying, in terms of like how he actually approaches dating someone, it's not in this like mischievous way. You know what I mean? Right. He's actually sweet to that person. Well, I mean, Joseph Gordon-Levitt isn't yes, going he about. Yes, he is. He's so. He's, he's not so going sketchy. about it in a nefarious way. No, he he has that agreement with her. We'll get into it anyway. Um. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, yeah. So he beat out uh, Josh Hartnett and Ashton Kutcher for the role. Oh, my He's God. Josh Hartnett. Damn. Who's that? What, give me a touch. Josh touch Hartnett was in. Um, oh, he was in Lucky Number Slevin. He was in 30 Days of Night. He was in. Oh, that guy. OK. Yeah. He, he's in a bunch of rom-coms, too, but I can't remember any of the names of those. 30 Days of uh, Night's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so Cameron learns French in order to tutor Bianca, but in real life, Joseph Gordon-Levitt speaks French fluently. Oh. oh. Gordon-Levitt. Mm. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's why he got that role. Honestly. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Does Ashton Kutcher know French? <laughs> no. Uh, dude, where is my car? <laughs> dude, where is my car? <laughs> uh so i knew this watching it this time i just knew this for some reason and then it was validating to uh read the trivia but the table dance scene is what led to julia styles landing the lead role in save the last dance also and i was like what like what a nostalgic movie for me oh, save the last i feel like dance, i've dude. seen that oh movie so many times yeah, yeah. that movie is sick but i, mm, I saw that i remember yeah i'd have to see it again I saw that table dance scene. And I was like, you know, this is how she got the movie. I'm sure of it. And then it's absolutely at least according to this. So the school used in the film is Stadium High School, loaded in, located in Tacoma, Washington. And the school was first built as a grand chateau style railroad station hotel. But after it suffered fire damage, was renovated into a high school. And what a high school. Oh, yeah. It's glorious. Like the stairwell. I mean, the stadium. Like, it looks pretty cool. Dude, that stairwell shot, I was like, oh my God, maybe I subconsciously was inspired by this because, like, I mean, I know a lot of movies do that, but it's kind of like the whole. Yeah, that was the for kind of. That one music video I made that never came out. Are you talking oh, about, yeah. like, when they throw the flyers yeah. and they, like, kind of float? Yeah. Yeah, that was, like, I, that was the moment where I was like, okay, this movie's got a little bit of style to it. This mm -hmm. is cool. Mm -hmm. uh, so, the original script was much darker than the one in the final film. Uh, and... We don't need to do that one. <laughs> Never mind. Uh... So Julia Stiles originally auditioned for the role of Bianca. And according to the screenwriter, um, 
Larissa really wanted to play Cat, but Olenek, Olin, I don't know how to say that. Olenek got the role of Bianca while Styles got the role of Cat. I think that's how you Bianca's say it. Bianca's older sister, despite Cat being two years older than Bianca, Styles is only three months older than Olenek in real life. Oh, oh wow. I mean, I know that's physically impossible, but like, I mean, they seem like they're only like a year apart, so. How old was Heath Ledger? I don't know. 37. I was going to say, because I feel like I remember looking at him and thinking he looks like the oldest person out of these group of high school. Honestly, JGL is like the only one that looks appropriate for the age. He looks really young. He looks looks like he fits very well. Gabrielle Union was 28 when they made this movie. Who's who's Gabrielle Union play? She plays um uh uh what's her name? Bianca's best friend. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I guess Heath Ledger was 20 in this movie. Mm. Oh, wow. But- I feel like he looks like 24. Yeah, I would have <laughs> guessed, yeah, at least 24. Julia Stiles was 17. I know. I mean, yeah. So that makes uh, yeah. Olenek either 16 or 17. Yeah. Okay, so this is the last one I'll give. Uh, this is a really funny one. During a Q&A with the screenwriters, Karen McCullough revealed that where the title came from. The title is based on a diary entry I made in high school, she explained. I had a boyfriend named Anthony that I was frequently unhappy with. I made a list called Things I Hate About Anthony. And when Kristen Smith and I decided to write this, I went through all my high school diaries to bone up on the angsty memories. And when I told her about the list, she was like, that's the title. Uh, It turns (laughs) out her ex-boyfriend likes the movie. Anthony is very proud of the fact, McCullough said, we're still friends today, and every now and again, I'll get a random phone call in the middle of the night. My nephew doesn't believe that this title is about me. Tell him. On the phone, I'm like, yes, I hated Anthony in high school. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's fun. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like the best way to handle that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's I, it's interesting. I mean, maybe this was just like a, a augmentation after the fact, but it it sounds a lot like Taming of the Shrew. Ten things I hate about you, Taming of the Shrew. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, got a, true. a similar thing going on. So yeah, oh what, yeah, I'll say this uh, one more thing. They, they didn't have a marching band at that high school because they were trying to use like people from the high school, you know. So uh, they had to bring okay. in this other mm-hmm. marching band. And like put some of the people from the band in the marching band, and they had to learn how to march for that scene where they do the the whole. Uh, That's pretty good. I was convinced. Performance. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Fantastic. All right. Well. A few tidbits. I believe it is time for the plot. A plot. With Abby Johnson. Okay. So, um, new student in school, Cameron James. Um, this is supposed to be set in the Seattle area. 
he's like getting a tour of the school from his friend and kind of, you know, is swooned by this like popular sophomore named Bianca Stratford. And his geeky but sweet friend, uh, Michael or Mike, uh, kind of warns him that she's like vapid and conceited and um, she has like a super overprotective father that doesn't let her or her older sister uh, Kat to date and Kat is kind of like the shrew in this you know um, in this plot she's like a senior and she got accepted to um, this college in New York. It's Sarah Lawrence College. Mm -hmm. um, but her father, he's like a OBGYN, I guess. He like wants her to stay close to home. And um, his name's Walter, by the way. But um, that actor is yeah. in like so many things. Yeah, Larry he, Miller. He's in a lot of things. Yeah. I feel like I've seen him in a lot of like Disney Channel things. Like, yeah, he kind of just does the one thing. He's good at yeah. it, though. He's good at yeah. it. He's he good, good at, at it. it. I like um, him and stuff. <clears throat> so Bianca, the younger sister, she's, like, wanting to date this kind of, like, stud senior named Joey who's, like, you know, a bit of a sleaze and kind of gross. But anyways, um... So Walter, he's like just worrisome of teenage pregnancy because he he, you know, delivers babies all day long, and he's like, he's like one of my patients was 15 years old, like you know, kind of kind of thing like that, and he's like, <coughs> pardon, frustrated by Bianca. Ooh, bless you, Michael. Allergies. Yeah, I'm Don't taking worry, two Liam, different allergy pills coughing. every day. <laughs> No, I just talked about it. Experience. Um, but yeah, Walter's like frustrated by Bianca just like insisting. Um, and also by like, I feel like Kat's rebelliousness because um, he brings that up. And, and Kat also mentions how her dad kind of wishes she was a little more like Bianca, but also wishes that Bianca was like a little bit more like like cat, but um, he kind of declares that Bianca can only date if cat dates, which he think, which he believes will never happen. Um, cause she has kind of an antisocial attitude, um, that kind of makes this not a possibility to him. So then Cameron asks Beyonce, asks Bianca out, sorry. Um, she informs him of her dad's new rule. She can only date if her older sister dates. So, um, she kind of like, I feel like halfway playing suggested to Cameron that he could find someone to date Kat. And he like totally took that idea and ran with it. And, um, they had a series of interviews with different guys. And basically, um, Mike brought it up to Joey as well so that Joey could in hopes like pay somebody to go on a date with Kat and they kind of pick out this bad boy Patrick and uh, 
I think at first he kind of scares them off, but then, you know, uh, Joey pays Patrick basically through, you know, Mike kind of suggesting it to him. And, uh, I mean, yeah, he like, hang on. You kind of get the idea that she wants to, you, she's using Cameron a little because she really wants to date the other guy. Totally. And she just puts the plants, the seed that like she can't date unless her sister does and maybe leads him on slightly. uh, To do the dirty work, basically. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And, um, So Patrick agrees to the deal with some money and uh, Kat kind of like immediately rebuffs when he tries to talk to her and, um, you know, get her attention. And then uh, Mike and Cameron do a little digging and help him. Uh, They get get Bianca to like give them information about Kat to see what she likes and what she doesn't like. And so then they get this information and then Patrick kind of he's having a little more success, like piquing Kat's interest. So she goes to a party with him. Um, This was like one of the like very formal, you know, very put together like like golf guys. He was having like a a small thing at his house and they took invites from it and made it look like a huge party with free beer and you know mm-hmm. distributed flyers to the whole school so that everyone shows up and it's like a rager and she goes to the party with him and uh which you know enabled bianca to go as well um even though walter was like you know a little pouty about it and then at the party um, Kat sees Bianca with Joey and gets kind of upset and responds by getting really drunk. And, you know, she's like dancing on a table, vomiting on Patrick's shoes. Um, after she like hits her head on like a chandelier and is like probably concussed, but he's like kind of tending to her and um, she like kind of opens up like... And um, he drives her home. She kind of expresses interest in starting a band. And then she tries to kiss him, but he pulls away. And she was, like, really pissed off about that. Like, you know, kind of kind of tried to cancel him after that. Yeah, th- um, that's kind of, to me, his first... Uh, the first time you see him with a, a bit of conscience about the whole thing. Oh, for sure. Because he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to like truly uh, lead her on. And I don't think he necessarily has or realizes he has feelings for her yet. Mm-hmm. So he's, he is just sort of really being nice and in not kissing her in that in that instance. But she takes it as this form of rejection, which you know because oh. she's so sort of guarded. I read uh, that completely differently. Oh, really? Yeah, I read it as like, uh, so I read it as him feeling guilty. He's like, I shouldn't kiss her because I am only operating under these 
very wait like, how's that different than what i just said well his i feel like because of what he said made me think that it was maybe because he had feelings for her he was like let's not do this now. Well, yeah yeah no like yeah he's realizing he has, he has feelings some conscience about the the money ordeal yeah yeah he has conscience about the money ordeal that's why i feel like that's like the biggest part of it you know yeah yeah wasn't it like soon after this too that he like told Joey he didn't want the money anymore? And it's Joey the next time yeah. Joey gave asked it to him, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's. I think it's like whenever he's like pushing Patrick to take Cat to prom. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So like at this party, like Bianca kind of ignores Cameron, like to favor Joey. And Cameron realizes that and feels like very rejected and like upset. And uh, and she kind of realizes at the party that Joey's really like shallow and self-absorbed. And she asks Cameron for a ride home. And he just kind of admits his frustrations and his feelings to her and, um, you know, addresses how she's been treating him. And then she responds by like kissing him and then like goes inside. Mm. And, you know, then they have a little thing that starts to pop off. Um, yeah, she just Joey, she has an expression when she leaves the car that she's like starting to be interested in in JGL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it, like, and then when they see each other in the hallway the next day, it's like palpable, too. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, definitely. Um, and then Joey offers to pay Patrick to take Kat to the prom, um, so that he can take Bianca and he like initially refuses, but then Joey offers him an extra hundo and he is like, okay, whatever. And took the money and Kat is still angry with Patrick. Um, but then he kind of like pays the marching band guy to kind of help him arrange this bit where he steals the mic from the principal's office and the marching band is playing while Kat is in soccer practice and he does a whole like serenading her and uh grand gesture yeah and then he gets like detained by some school security and he has detention but then she sneaks him out of detention in a you know, pretty stupid way. <laughs> she yeah. like flashes the the detention, the teacher yeah, that's teacher like hosting guy, detention. Yeah. yeah, he's also her soccer coach. It seems like. Um, yeah, yeah, he's like, and there's a continuous bit where he's like getting, he gets hit by that golf ball and then gets shot in the butt with an arrow. Yeah. Totally. Oh, is that him that gets shot in the butt? Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Because he like at, at at detention, he's like goes I, to sit on the yes, corner of the okay. desk, and he's like, "Oh, ow. <laughs> I thought that was what it was referencing, <laughs> but I wasn't sure if it was him." Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, that's the first time you really see that character. Yeah. Like for exactly. real. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, you're just sure. seeing kind of bits of him before that. Yeah. He's like in the background before right. this. Um. But yeah, uh, so she sneaks him out of detention while she's like flashing the gym teacher. He like crawls out of a window and they go like ride a paddle boat together. And they go on this like cute date that kind of turns romantic. And they do this like 
paint balloon fight thing and uh, which looks and really snogging fun. Snogging in the hay a little bit. Snogging in the hay. And it did look fun, right? That kind of looked like a like it's it, I, it, I like that they avoided doing like the gun paintball. It's just it yeah. seems a little bit more like uh, it seems less like intense. Playful. They're just throwing balloons at each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like you get a little more like interaction. You're just kind of like playing tag versus like hunting each other down, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. And then they go back to Kat's house and they're sitting on the porch and he asks her to prom and then she becomes really like suspicious and angry that he has, you know, different motives. And um, she's like kind of adamantly against going to prom also. And then because she's not going to prom, Bianca's not going to prom, but, but we don't, we're, we're not quite there yet. Like, Bianca is like, um, I guess I should have mentioned this earlier. Cameron agreed to be her like French tutor. So they like meet up every now and then, mm-hmm. you know, study some French. And she's like really irritated that he hasn't asked her the, to the prom. So uh, he, she like asks him like in French, like, when are you going to ask me to go to the prom? And I guess he like took too long because she like accepted Joey's invite. And... Then Walter is like, oh, but you're not going to go unless Kat goes. So then, you know, Bianca throws a big fit. Um, But then Kat confesses to Bianca that she dated Joey when they were freshmen and kind of succumbing to peer pressure, like had sex with him. And, you know, then she regretted it. And then Joey dumped her. And then she kind of vowed to, like, never do anything just because everyone else was doing it. And, you know, she tells her this sister and then Bianca's like, you know, whatever, like I can make my own choices, um, you know, and I don't know, just kind of shuts her out of her room. But like uh, Kat kind of, I guess, apologizes to Patrick about having, you, you know, skepticism about the invite to prom and she agrees to go with him. Um, so then... Um, Bianca decides to go to the prom with uh, Cameron instead of Joey after talking to Kat. And, but doesn't tell Joey because he shows up to her house to pick her up after she's left already. Um, mm-hmm. All right, and then there's still a little bit about, I don't know if you're going to say this or not. Sorry for interrupting, but... Uh, no, you're good. Where Mike uh, is sort of, he's sort of like... Um, trying to woo this one of Kat's friends who's really into Shakespeare and yeah. like starts speaking Shakespeare to, to her and she speaks it back and then he leaves her this like uh, this lovely sort of period appropriate uh, prom dress with a note that just says that's basically like from William Shakespeare inviting her to prom <laughs> as William Shakespeare which is like and she's stoked cute and pretentious yeah she's so so like swoon over it yeah yeah, and he really dresses the part, like, at prom, mm-hmm. and, you know, they have a sweet time. Um, it's very nerdy and cute. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, pretty much all is going well at prom, but then Bianca goes to the bathroom and learns from one of her friends that kind of, you know, chose bros over hoes. 
And she learned that Joey was like making bets on like having sex with Bianca that night. And then she was. Be, uh, she was like, you, you know, really, really pissed off. And um, yeah, yeah. Joey also gets like really ticked off when he realizes that Bianca went for Cameron instead of him, even though he paid Patrick all this money to like, you know, make sure that Kat had a date. He didn't mm-hmm. do all that just to have like, you know, this other guy swoop in. So he like punches Cameron, but then Bianca comes at him and like punches him a bunch, like, you know, seems to like break his nose and everything, which he's like really bummed about because he's a model or whatever. But and he's um, like, I have a nasal spray commercial tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, Joey really hurt her. And, you know, obviously she kept in mind those things that happened with her sister. And, right, right. Um, you know, really beat him up and then pushed him on the ground. And then uh, Bianca and Cameron kiss and everything's cool. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Kat sees this go down and realizes okay like i i was right to be skeptical because you were making you're you were getting paid to take me out on a date like this is bullshit and like storms off um so the next day um bianca she like is going sailing with Cameron, you know, they're like, it seems like they're really dating now. And she kind of, uh, meets up with Kat and. But the sailing thing is like a make good on earlier in the movie too. It's like, right. He invites her sailing yeah. and then he sort of asks her like, uh, I thought you wanted to go sailing. And she's like, well, not really. Yeah. That like, okay. So that like, I like and dislike Joseph Gordon-Levitt's intent. I like that everyone ends up kind of like being more self-aware of of things by the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But everyone, in my opinion, almost everyone is is like unlikable at the beginning. To some extent, I mean, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's a little thirsty. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, Patrick is he's a little bit like you know well aloof. patrick is like a bad person or not patrick but uh what's the joey sorry, sorry oh joey's sorry. a yeah. dick joey, joey's yeah. horrible yeah. through the and through time. that's the I, villain I, I of the film the for sure sorry uh cat's a little you know she's like uh dismissive of her, of her sister and yeah it, like emotionally it, whether it has anything to do with the dating or not she just isn't very neither of them are very like emotionally present for each other yeah yeah, yeah. um and then you know uh Bianca just, you know, wants what she wants yeah, and tries Bianca, to get it. Bianca almost seems like the equal to Joey, almost like in terms of the shallowness in the beginning. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they, it feels like, oh yeah, of course these two are gonna get together. You know, like it may, it seems like they would fit each other's like personalities in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, she definitely learns yeah. a lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which, which I sure. do like. I I definitely like. I do like seeing everything get resolved at the end. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a, that's a nice place to kind of start and end is like hey, these characters who are a little up their own ass mm-hmm. all the way around. And then, yeah. you know, for the exception of Joey. Right. Because uh, you never really get the you don't really get the sense that he learned his no. lesson. He no. got his comeuppance, but he didn't learn anything exactly. as far as we know. No, right. He got what was coming, like you said, but I don't think he learned anything either. For sure. Um. Yeah, maybe, maybe one day for Joey, he'll learn some things. Um, but <laughs> in eleven things I hate about you, he's very in a, eleven. Yeah. <laughs> eleven things I hate about Joey. Can you imagine <laughs> if they just did the Ocean's Eleven thing? with this, where they just kept going up the number? Like, oh my God, yeah. I wouldn't like uh, the original uh, as much if they did that. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. you know, as silly as it is. 12's um, all about Joey, and then 13's <laughs> about Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and oh my god, uh, Olenek, like they I guess stayed they could, together. And, they could go up to like 15 when they're like graduating college, you know. You no, know, you just do it to. This is how you do it. You you do it till 12, and then you go back and do nine like they did. Oh my, with, with <laughs> oceans. That sounds awful. <laughs> and it's like the story of you know Heath school. Ledger's. Younger, more Australian oh, yeah. brother. Oh my no, god, no, Michael! That's the TV show. That's the TV show. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Is is you get the young Heath Ledger? It's like young Sheldon, but young. Uh, was it Patrick? Young Patrick. Young Patrick. <laughs> He's just on, um, in Australia. He's ten. Yeah. Yeah. Is I. Yeah. Good eye. Good eye. Wrangling dingoes. Oh my god! There's one thing he says in it that's like. Oh God, I can't remember what it is. This is one line he says to Julia Stiles, like uh, near the. Oh, I did it for you. I always did it for you. <laughs> it's like it came through so hard, and I was cracking up. It does ebb and flow a little bit, but it's kind of like yeah. it does fit the character because if he's been, if he was in yeah. Australia for ten years actually, and he's been in America yeah. for ten years, then no, it feels like a mix. I'm glad that they actually addressed that. I can't believe I missed. I don't think yet. you could not. It's like. It's just I missed it somehow, line. so you just have funny. to address it. But anyway, oh how, yeah. yeah, yeah, you have to. Yeah, yeah sorry. I thought, yeah. I thought you were saying you couldn't see how I missed it. Oh no, I'm saying I couldn't see how you you can't address that because oh, yeah. it's just like because I I watched it and I'm like, what the fuck's with his accent? Like because sometimes <laughs> he's like normal, sometimes he's Australian, yeah. sometimes he's American, sometimes he's Australian, <laughs> and then like I can't tell if he's trying or not <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah and then they're like oh no for real like he yeah he's just from australia Thank i goodness. wonder if that was like kind of retro not retroactively but like once they cast him they were like oh we need to write a line into this to like kind of excuse I mean, him going probably, off a probably. Of, of i don't know that he accent. was uh yeah because he obviously got very good at English, uh, yeah, an English accent, an yeah. American accent. Oh yeah, American accent. Sorry. Maybe it they speak in English in Australia for the daily. character. I know, like it I'm was sorry. like maybe it was part of his like edge for the character. Maybe that's what sold them when they were casting. I don't know. Yeah, same thing with Benicio del Toro in uh, No Country for Old Men. They were like, we don't care if you don't speak English very well. Oh, you're, you're you mean um, Javier Bardem? Oh my God, yeah, not mm. Benicio del Toro. Anyway, where were we? So basically, Kat is sitting on the porch. Bianca's going sailing with Cameron. And then. Some rich people's shit. 
Yeah, some rich people shit at their rich. The whole thing house. is rich people shit. Yeah. With yeah, their rich people uh, car, like the car she drives, and I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Drive that car. Come like on. she's so rich that right. she purposely buys like a shitty old car that's like that's like classic, yeah, like the, you know, classic ass yeah. car. But it's not mm-hmm. running well. It's obviously not running well. Yeah, it's running fine. It's running okay. It seems like it was running kind of poorly. Y'all, my, um, I guess, cousin-in-law was telling me about this, like, Toyota he used to have that he sold to a friend that is, like, only 5,000 miles away from being 500,000 miles oh on the speedometer. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've never heard of that. This is, like, a, a 1994, like, Toyota Camry. You know what? Che- cheers, <laughs> to up, the, cheers to that Camry. <laughs> Like, may you live a longer life. <laughs> Dude, right, had, yeah, get, had, a, get, a hundred, get a million miles out of it. I had, I had like a 96 or a 98 Camry for a while when I was like, okay. like right out of high school. Uh, nice. And I loved that car. It it drove amazing. I loved the Toyota Camry. Yeah. It seems Toyota like this one has a lot one. of things wrong with it, but it is still working. And, it, yeah, you know, nice. most everything is original. <laughs> Um, oh, I finally yeah, got my I car told- back, by the way. So oh, congrats. Yeah, yeah, which has been insane amount of time. I cannot believe how long yeah, it took, been- but it looks fantastic. The work they did. Yeah, it looks really good. A, pl- A plus. A plus work. Hell yeah. Um. So yeah, Kat's sitting on her rich people porch and her dad comes up to her and he's basically kind of admitting to her that her and Bianca seem very capable of taking care of themselves, particularly Kat, and kind yeah. of gives her permission to go to the college she wants, which is Sarah Lawrence College in New York, and even mentions that he already sent a deposit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually really love this moment in the movie. It's yeah. one of my favorite moments. Um, yeah, it's Because sweet. he's, like, so shallow mm-hmm. and sexist, like... And then, like, you get this really great explanation of, like, why he feels the way he feels of, like, equating it to, like, a sports thing. You know, like, mm-hmm. you've had me on the bench for years, but uh, Bianca still lets me play a few innings. And, like, I thought that was a very sweet and uh, nuanced, like, expression of, like, how he felt. Um, mm-hmm. And did a, did a lot. It's kind of the first time we get an emotional moment with the with his character yeah because otherwise he's just sort of like i'm up to my elbows in placenta he's like <laughs> he's very much like the one-liner you know kind I mean, of goof character but i mean he's one of the people that makes a pms reference about uh cat mm-hmm. and then he's also putting a fucking like belly like a fake pregnant belly on right on, on bianca as she leaves for the yeah. thing it's just like it's it's so gross but, but in like, this moment we like we dissolve the absurdity yeah and the like overwrought dad role and he just like gets an emotional moment and it's really it is really nice yeah and then probably the most important iconic part of the movie at least for me you know it's it kind of ties back to the title um there's an assignment where the students were re- required to write their own versions of William Shakespeare's Sonnet 141. And Kat reads aloud a poem titled 10 Things I Hate About You. 
which is all about Patrick. And at the end, you know, she's crying and reveals that she still loves Patrick. And then... Well, that she doesn't she, hate Patrick. Yeah, well, she, she doesn't hate him, him. But, then, but then she does say, like, you know, and the, the biggest reason I hate you is that I don't hate you at all, you know? Yeah, I, I, um, I, I think that Kat doesn't love Patrick. I think that Kat is allowing Patrick to be her first, like, relationship, basically. That's not, like predicated on on like shallow mm-hmm. intent i think he i think that she's allowing him to be she, she's allowing him to be her first love yeah i yeah. don't know that I, it's I necessarily like a lifelong love or whatever yeah. not, she's gonna go off to sarah lawrence like yeah. they're gonna have the time that they have right one thing i do like about the movie is that they don't try to come up with a plot after the plot where yeah oh she decides to stay home and be with patrick <laughs> or patrick decided to go to sarah lawrence yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it just ends you know yeah. yeah yeah i like that they don't like dwell on that and I you agree. know she goes out I mean, to her he, car oh sorry yeah yeah, yeah. no no i was go ahead she goes out to her reference. car and he surprises her with like a Fender Strat guitar, which, you know, my notes says it was like thirteen hundred dollars. Yeah, it's four, fourteen hundred is what I saw. But yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's but yeah, more he basically than what the money he made from dating her. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he definitely used some of that money oh, or yeah. all that all that money and then some. And, and then some, yeah you know, confesses that he's fallen for her and then she forgives him and then they, you know, kiss and then it's sweet and that's the end of the movie, y'all. Yeah, you have a little banter there where it's like, oh, uh, you can't just buy me a guitar every time uh, you mess up. And he's like, well, there's still bass and drums and keys and whatever. Yeah, and then like a a drone shot pulls back. And then you see that band again on the roof, <laughs> like playing yeah, yeah. on the roof of the school. The song it. that is it. closing out the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the perfect like, like single frame that kind of encapsulates the like how the movie is kind of absurd, like this band playing on a roof. But it's also yeah. very grounded in ways too. But. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah, also like, the band is doing a cover and this movie is kind of like a cover of Taming of the Shrew. Yeah. Yeah. True yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and well, that cover is uh, is a cheap trick song, right? What was the song again? Uh hang on, I can look at it. I have it pulled up. Um uh I want you to want me. I want you to want originally yeah. performed yeah. by yeah. Cheap Trick, and that's uh Letters to Cleo performing that once again um some of the other bands on the on the album uh we got a george clinton song which is fucking sick atomic dog is the name of that one um we've got uh uh brick uh the cardigans um we've got another letters to cleo cover uh and it's a nick lowe song cruel to be kind um Mm -hmm. sister hazel Save Ferris, Ooh, Sister Hazel, uh, Sonic. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought the I thought the tracks were fun. I thought there was a share yeah. song on here, but I, I I don't I was wrong. 
I don't think so. The library, like not the library, but the bookstore, the song that's playing in oh, the bookstore. Yeah. I thought that was a share song, but I, I was wrong. I think it's a, a the Joanne, uh, the Joan, uh, uh, trading the weakness in me. I think that's the song mm. I'm thinking of, but I could be wrong. Okay. Either way, that's um. Julia Styles went on to. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, Julia Styles went on to uh, star in two other Shakespeare adaptations. Mm. Interesting. Uh, I think it was O, which is Othello. Yeah. And I think Hamlet. Okay. The the only... I haven't seen a lot of Shakespeare adaptations but i really do like the world war ii adaptation of Macbeth that patrick stewart stars in it was like a pbs thing mm, uh, i saw that and yeah. it's actually pretty good i thought it was pretty good okay i'm interested to see the Macbeth, uh the joel cohen Macbeth. oh it looks so good like visually yeah. it looks very mm-hmm. good it does look yeah good. i'm wondering what that's gonna be like i'll, I'll check it out when it's streaming I think it's already streaming. Uh, it's on Apple Plus. Which, by the way, if you have HBO Max, not sponsored, but we wish we were, uh, the Batman is now streaming on HBO Max. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So if you haven't seen Go it, check it that. out. It's cool. That shit's that shit's really cool. Yeah, maybe I will. We've been really talking about watching the new Spider-Man for a while. Uh, have yeah, you all not seen really it yet? Fun. No, it was twenty dollars to rent until like. Abby, this past week. y'all gotta watch that. Y'all gotta <laughs> watch that. It's so good. I know, I know y'all probably, watched all the Marvel movies, and it's so good. Probably tonight or tomorrow night, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so you asked what we think. We're gonna get into them reviews. The reviews. Review the movie. <laughs> Review the movie. Uh, I'll go first. Liked it. Cool. The so end. you give no, it you give it nice. one, one you give it one like out of ten VHS. One of my thumbs go up. No. Uh, so <laughs> I thought it was fun and charming and silly and stupid. You know, it's like it's ni- 1999 teen rom com. It's over the top and it's unrealistic and still has some heart to it. Um, Heath Ledger is so dreamy. Uh, <laughs> He's like it's a great get it. first get it. first American role. You don't get it. I, don't it's okay. I get it. Okay. <laughs> I totally get it. Uh, Julia Stiles is dreamy too. Um, mm. See, I think Heath Ledger just aesthetically and like like just looking at him is very dreamy in this. But as soon as I like, it's like I just can't fall in love with him after I at, because he's so sleazy in the beginning. Oh, he's not that sleazy. All right. He's feel, like uh, he's a dumb teenage boy. He made some mistakes and they fell in love. That's true. That's true. I feel like I, you know, I I really just think of uh, Heath Ledger before I think of Patrick. What's his name? Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just but, like drool face. Oh. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Come on, a little now. bit. Yeah, he's so so cute. Uh, yeah, I, it's it's hard to come up to conjure like a solid rating, uh, but I think that I got to give it a seven. Okay. Nice. Okay. I think that uh, you know it's it's just it hits the right amount of entertainment value, and it's not a great it's not a like perfect film. It's not 
like an all-time classic. I can think of some better high school movies, but um, yeah, it does what I want a rom-com to do. Everybody has chemistry. It's uh, it's just like it's cool. It's got Allison Janney's got a great cameo in it. She's the principal uh, yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. yeah, I'm like like the beginning hooks me. Like I definitely love mm-hmm. the intro to this movie. And like the sweeping camera movements and like the walking yeah, it's talking got some real style stuff. To it. Like yeah, yeah. It's and it's like it's it just is nice and brief. All the all the scenes are brief um and to the point and maybe a little too much so, but it, it it's got a good clip to it. It moves along. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, I gotta give it a seven. Some solid filmmaking. I feel that. Michael, who would you like to hear from next? Hmm. I'm hear from you, Daily. Okay. Since you asked the question. Uh, I am going to say my rating up front. Uh, okay. Didn't last week, but I will do it this week. Did I do it last week? I can't remember. Either way. I think so. I think I'm going to give this a 5.5. Okay. And the 0.5 comes from me knowing that it's a Shakespeare thing now. Uh, I think it is more effective if you know that. I will say that. I wish I knew that before I watched it. Uh, I think it would have recontextualized the whole thing for me. Uh, but saying that, my basis for that score is that I just did not have fun. I just did not have a great time watching the movie. Mm. Uh, and I think I felt that way every time I've tried to watch it because I know in my head it's like, when I think about this film in the zeitgeist of, of cinema and like popular culture, it's held up pretty high. I feel like it's like it, when you, when you list classic uh, high school movies, this is in that list. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, at least, you know, when you look at like a mainstream list and I've never felt the connection to it. Uh, I probably, because I was never in theater. I never consumed a lot of Shakespeare, not for, my lack of like exposure like it was literally i mean because of my lack of exposure i was never taught shakespeare uh, in any of my classes until i uh went to alternative school actually once i got kicked out of high school <laughs> that's when i first was taught this kid's trouble let's teach him some damn shakespeare <laughs> well, that's, that's what's fucked up about a lot of school school systems in america is just like especially in rural places they just like are so choosy about what they'll teach you, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I just got lucky in my, in my alternative school. I, my English teacher was super into Shakespeare and I watched the, uh, Macbeth, uh, PBS thing with Patrick Stewart in that class. And that's why mm-hmm. I, I fell in love with that and like liked Macbeth. And like, that was the only one I was really exposed to. Uh, I know, and it sounds weird to say that because like, every, I feel like everyone else I know, does Romeo and Juliet in high school and like yeah. I never had that experience I feel like I had to explore Macbeth on my own we were definitely taught Romeo and Juliet shit and we watched the fucking like Leonardo DiCaprio that version movie, wow. that movie fucking slaps <laughs> though dude that movie is sick Baz no, it, yeah. it is like okay it, but like I, I don't like know that it movie just, 10 it, times it, more than this movie but it really cracks me up though you 10 know? things I like more just about like, that movie <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole different kind of thing it's oh, like it's so that's an ad yeah. that's a more like one-to-one even though the style is updated the the language is still there the yeah 
See, I would rather have that, uh, honestly. But, um, so yeah, 5.5. Okay. Also, did y'all see the Joker when he was on the steps kicking his legs up? A little bit. I was like, oh, there's the Joker. There's the Joker. (laughs) And every now and again, he'll do this like... Like yeah, yeah. Just like once or twice he did it in the movie. And I'm like, there's the Joker. <laughs> yeah. Because in that movie, he's just like the whole time he's like, <laughs> yeah. I know, just like licking his <laughs> yeah. mouth. I will say this movie made me want to watch The Dark Knight. <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah. I just I, re- I just rewatched that series. Um, how was it? It was about. It was how I remember. I the first one's a good setup. It's it's a like fine fun first foray into this more serious kind of grounded Batman. And then the second one, Heath Ledger just steals the fucking show. And I kind of almost don't want to watch any of the movie that he's not in. Yeah, I feel you. He's just so good. That's the rest of it's kind of like, eh, all right, let's go. Let's get back to the Joker. Yeah. That third one's one's kind of like, that one's so so contentious, dude. It's so contentious. Like there's so many people that love it. There's so many people that hate it. Like, I don't hate it. I'm just a little bit bored by it. Yeah, uh, there's that yeah. too. That's how. That's where I fall with that one too. That's it's just too big and epic it. and yeah. long and Bane's yeah. fine, but it's no remedy for missing this outstanding performance. I mean, I feel like oh, that oh, whole trilogy, oh, if it oh, just oh, gave oh, us that oh, performance, oh, is fine. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like, I, I have the same criticism. Ten things I heard about Batman. <laughs> His wings. Uh, I think that uh, the new Batman is also too long, but it is way more hype than the third. Like, ah, the it's just like is. moody and cool and oh, like so dark cool. and fun. Yeah. Yeah. I like I'm it. I'm excited to watch it. But what did you think, Abby, of 10 Things I Hate um, About You? I mean, it's, it's no Mean Girls, but <laughs> mean it's girls a, is dude. Mean Girls is the mean shit. Mean Girls is the shit. Um, mean Girls is one of my favorite high school movies. But, Same. Um, I probably watched that one like, you know, at least five times a year. <laughs> if yeah. I, so if many I had to times. Guess. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one that one's really iconic. I mean, this one's good too. It's, you know, not my favorite movie, but it is like really stupid and silly and charming and just kind of like over the top and it it does uh you know, it it's 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 unique for sure, you know. Yeah. Um but uh I, I think that I think it also has some really good like stylistic moments that you know make it unique. Um, I guess I I feel like I want to give this a six and a half. A cool. six and a half. You know, it, I I I do watch it a lot. You know, it is it is a classic. It's it's you know. Also a little nostalgic for me, like um, just from watching it when I was in high school. But um, I don't know. What's that average? Six point three. 
Okay. Six point three 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 three. All right. Yeah. Uh, one of the lower scores, I feel like, average wise, we've given mm-hmm. out. They can't all be tens. No, 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 they can't. They can't. <laughs> I feel like we've like actively tried to pick movies that are not tens recently. Which is a good thing. Like they're I like yeah, I think yeah. that uh, really high scores in a row. Yeah, so you got to change it up. Yeah, we got to switch it up. Well, yeah, I mean, for if if it were me listening to the podcast, uh, I'd want to hear a ten, like a definite ten episode, so we, you know, the person can dote all over the movie and tell us why there's a ten and why they love it, why something's deserving. Uh, of a 10 and then you know everything else in between you want to know why something's a two and it's yeah. wild wild west it's wild west yeah i think yeah. i gave that a higher i think i probably scored that higher than y'all i can't remember but i don't yeah remember. I, I scored probably. it really low yeah. Me too, I, scored, I mean i know i did not give Hot it a garbage. high score but yeah i feel like i gave it like um, a five or something like that but maybe I'm just someone... saying, let's not do. Let's never watch the mask again. I don't want to ever see that one again. I just rewatched oh that. Is Jim Carrey? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, shit, oh. I was gonna suggest oh. that next week. Good. Well, <laughs> good thing I'm telling you, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I. That's one of those movies I've seen too many times and doesn't r- really hold up. I mean, if you're like a dumb little kid like I was, and you watched Dude, it, and you're like, whoa, this is cool. Yeah. I watched that movie yeah. on repeat when I was a kid, like. Yeah, I was in love with that movie. Mm, but as an adult, it was that. just like cool. I don't even know why I liked it so much when I was a kid. Because it's like I think the dog and the mask the dog, and exactly. like all the cartoon the dog. shit. <laughs> that dog is awesome. Yeah, yeah the dog is like, very charming. You know, it's like a live action cartoon. It's very silly right, and exaggerated, right. and yeah. you know, I get it. But um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, um, I was gonna say maybe someone thinks that this movie should get ten stars or ten VHS tapes. Yeah, you know, let us 10, know what you think. Ten oh, I'm things sure. you like about it. <laughs> ten, ten VHS tapes that you think we should reconsider it for. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's definitely somebody out there that's gonna give it a ten, and yeah, we want to hear from you, and you know. Uh, and you can argue with us on the chats. On the, on the please argue with us. We would love that. Get into it. Uh, so what's yeah, up? Yeah, who knows what we're gonna watch next? Who it's always knows? we never know. So I got two things to, per, to propose for the what's up segment. <laughs> I'll let y'all choose. Bless. So one thing I think it would be fun to talk about how most movie review podcasts have a gimmick or a through line. Uh, and how ours does not and what that means or Mm -hmm. we could talk about the next movie we pick we could like work through that live yeah let's just do the the thing you said first we can do that other thing some other time but i want to i'm interested to know like what do you mean by a gimmick so uh there's a lot of movie podcasts a lot of movie review podcasts. Mm-hmm. Most of them have a, a, a maybe gimmick is too strong of a word. Maybe lane is like a better reference. Like they have a lane that they stay in. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, for example, I saw a podcast recently that is watching every video game movie that has ever been released in chronological order. 
Oh, I got you. So it's like thematic to 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 the movie that they're going to talk. About. Yeah. Uh, or the podcast that we're inspired by, uh, Kind of Funny's In Review series, they started as a MCU in review. That was like what they started with, is they were watching every MCU movie leading up to the release of uh, Infinity War, I believe. So there was like a reason. There was like a yeah. goal. Yeah. And then there's that one, um, there's the, the one on, oh shit, what's that? What's that podcast, like Nashville podcast kind of network? Oh, uh, We Own This Town? We Own This Town. Yeah, they have a movie so podcast a, too. Right, but, but and that one started with them doing like all Paul Thomas Anderson movies or something like that where okay. it's all very much one director and then you kind of run out of that and then you go into the next series yeah. of sort of, it's like series-based of, of like a, a filmmaker's filmography. That's a good way to put it. Most movie review podcasts are series-based and they have like a trajectory. Uh, right. So our approach is that we randomly pick a movie. Um, so we yeah. kind of, because basically I think the way I've realized it is that <laughs> these movie podcasts that are successful, they start with one thing and then they eventually divulge into doing more things because they run out of material. So we kind of f- like skipped that whole part and just went to picking whatever we want to watch. Um, which is kind of a gimmick. It is kind of a gimmick. Yes. That, and that's a good mm-hmm. point, Abby. Uh, our gimmick I would say is that it is a random movie. Well, mm-hmm. and, and it, it isn't completely thoughtless in that we know what we've done and we attempt to keep it fresh, I would say. Yes. Yeah. Uh, That's you a know, good we don't want to do even... two dramas back to back, two actions back to back. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, I and, could even argue sometimes we pick movies based on what we're in the mood for. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know. Definitely. Or sometimes it's just like, oh, that would be an interesting one to do. I don't have any particular interest in that movie yeah. as like one of my top favorite movies, but it might be fun to talk about. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, or we definitely pick movies we haven't seen before, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's definitely one of the influences. I guess if you want to distill it down to one thing is that we each kind of take a turn picking a movie. More or less. More yeah. or less. Uh, except yeah. Unless we have like a guest on or I mean, especially in the beginning, we were taking turns picking a movie. Yeah. Uh, and now it's getting more elaborate of like considering what has come before in the past couple of weeks and stuff like that. Yeah. And typically we just kind of will throw out a genre or something like that. Yeah. Unless somebody has a specific it. idea. Yeah. 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 I think that's cool in terms of the guest as well, because the, the, the fun thing about having a guest on is just you know, giving them basically no criteria. They pick a movie or a few movies to have us sort of choose from. And then, you know, they get to come to the table with, with some knowledge and some reverence perhaps for the film that they want to talk about, which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So that, that helps too. I mean, and that it could work the other way where say, let's say we did a, uh, jj abrams podcast i don't know why we would do that but mm-hmm. uh because <laughs> no one else has i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure but, but uh let's say that we did that and then you know like we our new our our next run of movies was all jj abrams based so we might be a little hard pressed to find oh we need to find a guest who really likes these movies or can talk about them at length mm-hmm. um so it's just a little bit more freeing to say like yeah what what do you want what do you want to watch yeah 
because because those episodes are and on. A... Sorry, go ahead, Abby. Go ahead. Sorry, I was just gonna say like on occasion we've like played off of the holidays, like you yeah, know, that's true. Yeah, did a, a horror movie for Halloween or you know a Christmas content related film for Christmas or like whatever. I mean, honestly, anything that helps us decide is not bad. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but the the how abstract our like uh theme is it, it, it can be difficult to pick a movie you know yeah especially yeah. this far in like 30 episodes in it was easy in the beginning you know but like now it's starting to be like all right well what do i recommend next like it, it does get difficult um well i mean you know we still haven't really done like oh this is kind of one of my very very favorite films uh yeah uh, or, i mean i have definitely done that with like iron giant um sure yeah. I, I just mean like a definitive i know that's a hard thing to 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 solidify yeah or like how's um, castle sure yeah i mean yeah. i truly definitely love both one of, of my those. favorites um yeah i mean I, we've definitely touched on some true like top tens for or not i don't know on top 10 but some true like loves mm. but i don't know we still got we have more to mine there and it would and it would be interesting to propose like maybe a short series of something yeah uh, yeah. At some I, point podcast, yeah you know i think we should do definitely do that at some point i i think that would be fun to do once we have like a definitive like audience that's like yeah. a little bit bigger than what we have right now but uh we've kind of we, we kind of did we touched on that with the matrix yeah, a little bit that's right yeah. we did do that Sorry, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Although we didn't talk about those middle movies, yeah, but we, we did. Know, yeah, we kind of spaced it we out. We kind of did. We yeah. did it during the Resurrections podcast or whatever the fuck that movie's called. The the the, the fourth yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we should try again to like find a film to go see in the theater. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I want to go cool. see The Northman. Yeah, I really, really want to see that. I, I'm. I'm uh, I'm a big fan of Robert Eggers so when far. When is that? Okay, let's look at what when that's coming okay. out. I I feel like we should do maybe it's, like oh, a horror like movie this next. Weekend. <laughs> oh, April twenty second. I mean, it'll be in theaters for a while, so maybe we'll get around to it. But yeah, horror film next would be yeah pretty cool a horror or um, like thriller it's been film. A, that... It's been a while. Yeah, I also if, really love. What thrillers. if we did? Uh, Robert Eggers in reverse and we like started with the Northman when it came out and then like went in reverse after that and did like the wa- the Watchtower. Well, what Lighthouse. if we we've done the witch? Yeah, we have done the witch. That's right. We could just do the lighthouse while we're waiting to have the opportunity to go see the Northman and we're in chronological order. That's a good point. All right. Well, then yeah. there you go. What How about, about we uh, do the lighthouse? What, next what about week? the lighthouse next week? Okay, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. We inadvertently arrived at that point. Wow, this is <laughs> unprecedented. Unprecedented. Uh, on the show, we've decided. So now you know. Yes. Next week, we're going to do The Lighthouse. Yeah, I'm going to have a lot to say about Willem Dafoe, which is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. very excited to see that. I have not seen it, so I'm stoked oh, cool, to watch it. cool. I've not seen it either, but I, I've definitely seen the trailer for it, and Lana has seen it. Cool. Um, I okay. mean, I've been waiting to rewatch it. I've been meaning to do that, so this would be a good one. 
perfect. Mm-hmm. I, I wanna, love it. I want to hear the fun facts on that one too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. for real. <laughs> so yeah now, right, well, so now, yeah, you'll know. now you know what's coming up and I feel like that's a good end to our what's up segment um, yeah. so yeah keep keep a lookout for that it'll drop uh, next week but you can catch us doing the uh, live stream on twitch uh, that's uh, twitch.tv slash ampm video and we usually do that on Wednesdays but it does differ depending on what our schedules look like. Uh, so you'll, just you'll keep an eye out. get it before Saturday. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll try to follow that up with Cornish Northman. Northman. I'm very excited for that. Uh, just, I really like the way that this director works in period stuff in the kind of, you know, mythological elements of his films. Um, are very striking. Um, so yeah, that's going to be a fun one. And uh, go see go see the Northman and and watch the lighthouse in the meantime, and you'll have something to you know follow along. Yeah, or watch the witch, yeah. or watch the witch, and go back and check out our witch episode. Mm-hmm. The witch of that's the waste. Honestly, what, uh, the we we did our witch uh, cackles on that one. That yeah, one I think every is, time we do an Eggers movie, let's yeah. just do some witch cackles. <laughs> and then uh, maybe again for the Halloween episodes that we do. Dude. Just maybe yeah. every horror movie that we do. I don't know. <laughs> the Witch is like one of... I'm so grateful we did that because I hadn't seen it. And I loved that movie so much. I thought so, it was so good. So good. Just the atmosphere of it. Yeah. Uh, very, yeah, we talk good. at length about that film if you want to go back and check it out. Uh, it's one of our earlier episodes, and I don't remember what we rated it, but it was pretty, pretty high. high. I don't think any of us gave it less than an eight. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, that's cool. next week, y'all. Yeah, next week. Yeah. Some more. We're, we've now just entered a Robert Eggers series. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Here we go. Um, you can check us out on Instagram at ampm.video. Uh, and at go team video, um, AMPM dot video. And hmm? I was just saying AMPM dot video. I said that you did. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so, I'm so, you can also crazy. go to YouTube and search for, uh, AMPM video or go team video and, and check out, check out the video version of the podcast there. Uh, put, put the, Finger on like and subscribe. Please. Please. Like 20 people away. Uh, That helps us help you listen to this more and frequently. And maybe at some point we'll have a hat or a t-shirt or something. I mean, Um, I just had a meeting meeting with with Javi last night about our AMPM merch. Yeah, we will have some AMPM merch uh, very, very soon. And then maybe down the line, if you keep smashing those buttons... We'll have some go team yeah, video. As soon as we have as Patreon well. people, we'll make a Patreon shirt. That's always been a promise from the beginning is that once we have Patreon supporters, there will be an exclusive go team video Patreon yeah, it'll shirt. Be a shirt that says yeah. Patreon. It just says Patreon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we should just take the Patreon logo and then put the go team logo, go team video logo over it. And then that's the shirt. 
That's what I did in my McKay's shirt after I like <laughs> or, uh, while I was working there. I had a friend who uh, who got fired, and he was an artist. And I took one of his prints, and I got his print, I got his one nice. of his pieces of art put over my McKay's shirt. Nice, <laughs> stupid punk ass thing to do. And I just wore that to work all the time. I love. Oh that. my god, that's really funny. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, go check it out. And for our uh, ceremonial and loving shout outs, please go check out uh, Mike Govins Music at Gubbs Music on Instagram. Provided us with some wonderful intro outro music as well as for our reel. Yeah. And, and, and uh, he, he just told me, Abby, that he has uh, the song Learned, Nora's song on guitar. Okay, word. Yeah. Nora, right? Word. Yeah. Yeah. Nora. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to record that soon. Yeah. yeah. Abby's uh, film for the Defy Film Festival is still in development. And just keep uh, keep an ear out for updates about that. Because um, that's cooking right now. And mm-hmm. it's about to be done. It's in the oven. I know. I, I feel like we have like three weeks or less. Mm-hmm. You know. Nice. For sure. Before for it'll sure. be done and screening yeah nice uh as always thanks to jorge sierra for providing us with uh the lovely photography that we use to promote the show uh those shoots are always super fun and we just did a whole new one and we have a new string of of photographs that'll be dropping with each episode you can see one Uh, you can see two right now yeah just open your eyes Open, open your fucking yeah, eyes. They're right, they're right there. How about you just open uh, your goddamn eyes for once? Just do it for once. <laughs> um, yeah, love you, Jorge. Thank you, and check him out at Shot from the Pit on Instagram. Um, for some lovely content. We are AMPM Video, and we are also Go Team Video. <laughs> We're just video. Yeah, next, just gonna, our next evolution is video. <laughs> we are video. I want to get so big that video is just synonymous with us, like the mm-hmm. word video. Yeah. Have you seen video? You seen video? That's pretty fun. I've seen that new that new video movie by video. <laughs> you seen that new video? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for uh, listening. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Who's? I don't know what it's supposed to say. Not really that concerned with it. So, I'm going to get this. Disregard.